hello happy sunday what's up party people i am having a pretty solid day so far in a really really good high energy very excited mood as you can probably tell so i wanted to use this high energy these positive vibes to kind of create a podcast and um the topic is about identity so this is something that i've been thinking about i've been reflecting about uh and almost struggling with for quite some time and i i think i'm in a much better place to effectively communicate why i've struggled with this what i've thought about it my opinions on it and so forth so figured i'd get right into it and go ahead and start this episode of kill it with kb so i i want to start off by talking about the importance of basically unapologetically being who you are and when we think of baseline identity you could you could say a lot of things right um if i were to introduce myself i could say My name is Karishma. I'm a 25-year-old Indian American born and bred in Chi-town. I hold degrees in the fields of humanities, hard sciences, and management, right? But to be pretty blunt, <laughs> that doesn't really tell you shit. I'm pretty fired up with this post, um particularly because of a really really um series of profound conversations I've had with my best friend, small man. and um you know as a side note small man is not some sort of weird you know innuendo or joke um but it's a nickname for basically my close one of my closest friends um that you know we just started calling her that a couple years ago and it stuck real name is Rashmi um <laughs> but basically kind of getting getting back to what i wanted to talk about if you've had the pleasure or misfortune of getting to know me on a personal level and i hope it's it's definitely pleasure um i'd say you know a lot about my identity outside of that two sentence resume bullshit i kind of just outlined above but the biggest identity aspect that i have struggled with and kept pretty private for the most part is my relationship with being indian in that indian american right and this stems from a lot of different things uh gratitude experiences with people the culture family diversity and unfortunately racism and discrimination and it it seems like a lot to unpack uh which I'm going to kind of break apart for the sake of this podcast and hopefully outline why those aspects contributed to how I looked at identity, how I looked at being Indian American, specifically the Indian of the Indian American. And I'm going to start working backwards. So we're going to start talking about racism and discrimination. And it it stems all the way back to 9/11 in America. Um At that time I was in second grade living in a pretty well-off community because of the businesses that my parents held. Uh we were not in New York, far from it. We were in Chicago, well the Chicago and suburbs, um far from where that atrocity that struck America took place. Um but little did I know at that young age um w- the series of events that 911 would 
cause and basically how it would impact some very very immediate things within my family but how it kind of shaped my viewpoints on my culture right so long story short our the businesses that my parents held suffered tremendously and this was not because of the economy or or you know bad business development or you know poor, poor revenue um or anything like that um but it it was quite literally because we were one of the only indian families in the affluent suburb i won't name what suburb it is um where we lived and we basically experienced racism um you know and and a, a couple other aspects could have contributed to it. but long story short you know we were the only people of color in an extremely um i i, I want to say <laughs> i don't know how to say this politically correctly but in a, in a very um a caucasian neighborhood um you know there were uh, public news newsletters um radio station broadcasts that basically indirectly illustrated that we could not be trusted and to not basically come and and give business to us right and that that's like the easiest way i could say that um it indirectly happened but it impacted us greatly and and being 8 years old at the time i didn't understand the magnitude of what was happening i just knew that something was wrong and i i just knew that you know something was changing something was off with my parents something was off within like our livelihood and our way of life was dramatically changing at that point and ultimately our business suffered so much that we had to move right we were living in a five story estate to a two bedroom apartment and this is something not a lot of people know about me i don't really share this story or this part of my childhood uh just because it does not bring back very pleasant memories um i i remember you know it was a lot of emotional distress um not just from you know the physical material things of of changing my way of life but it was different to see how my parents you know like how they were coping with it and how you know being ha- having two kids my sister and my my myself um how they basically tried to not let any of the external stuff affect us but you know as a kid you you can sense when something's off not even just as a kid by human nature you can tell when something is wrong right and i that's what i understood what was happening um it wasn't until much later i was able to truly reflect and understand those intricacies but i knew i never wanted to feel like that again it was it was a really shitty feeling a really shitty time period um and just like <laughs> a really really crappy time um and you know since then my my parents have definitely gotten back on their feet and very blessed touch wood of where they are now and how they brought themselves back out of that but um that that was my first experience with racism and i i don't think i have experienced it to an extent where i've had friends experience racism particularly because of my skin color um 
or you know just my accent the way my parents talk we're very very I don't want to say Americanized but we're very like we blend in right (laughs) um that's like the easiest way I could say that names aside I think not a lot of people would first automatically assume that we come from an Indian heritage but anyways uh, that was when I started attributing my culture to racism I attributed my my culture I associated my culture to discrimination and the vibrant traditions the close-knit family the customs the religion that my parents grew up with and wanted to instill in me and my sister despite what happened you know despite the racism that they experienced they still wanted to instill at me and I just resisted it completely they were there's a a funny acronym that i've been called numerous times and it's called an abcd they were raising an american-born confused desi right and desi is basically um i want to say the hindi term yeah desi is a hindi it's anyone of like indian origin basically and i was extremely whitewashed and I think I still am to a certain extent, but w- with only certain things, not in its entirety as I was before. And it just kind of triggered this cascade of events that I followed into some sort of pattern, right? So I, I didn't make Indian friends in school. I almost ran the other way, did not want to be associated with anyone else who was Indian. Um, I stayed away, didn't want to be affiliated because I thought, you know, the way that the world looked at being Indian was not good. It was negative. It was just very different. And it, it's just not a feeling that I wanted to carry with me on my day-to-day life. So I sought out diversity, right? And this might sound like I you can sense the irony here. I come from a diverse background. Um, yet I did not want to be associated with it. But instead, you know, I didn't do the SASA thing in college. I I did do it for like a small time period in high school, but it wasn't, it didn't drastically impact me in any sort of way. I made friends with people out of my ethnicity. I joined Greek life and, you know, tried to be this embodiment of diversity, traveling, trying different cuisine, just doing more, but doing more outside of being Indian. I, you know did not touch that aspect of my identity at all and I I basically embraced every part and ethnicity that falls into the realm of diversity except my own I didn't want to eat any Indian food you know did not like wearing Indian clothes I mean to some extent I still don't like wearing Indian clothes but that's more of a comfort thing than being associated with like the culture and denouncing it or I didn't really talk about um, customs and traditions I had while growing up right and and this was the the impact that racism and discrimination had which is awful to think about in retrospect and now I'm definitely not in that place anymore but just kind of wanted to give an outline of what happened what um what the effect was what like this the series and like the way of life that I thought was normal to live just to avoid further discrimination to avoid further racism right and just kind of like a, a brief background but but moving moving on to like the, the second aspect of um what I talked about or what I mentioned previously was it what contributed to this as well was moreover just I had very negative experiences with people the culture and 
and family life um and I'll I'll talk about that <laughs> as as much as I can or as much as I feel comfortable with and this kind of stems from something very different this is not related to racism not related to discrimination but kind of talking about success and failure uh, that's like the overarching theme for this and contrary to public belief I have failed a lot in private okay so when I look like I'm doing well and I look like I'm successful you know with school with projects with internship whatever right like it makes it look so so easy so so effortless but in private I have struggled tremendously and that is not something a lot of people know if you know you aren't like the handful of people I've talked about my struggles I've talked about uh my journey my professional journey you know my personal journey with so let let that sink in also this just kind of goes back to the illusion of you know you how well do you really know a person and and know their journey unless you ask questions like this and talk to them but besides the point and i bring this up because unfortunately the culture i was brought up in tells you to keep failures quiet and and this might not be something that's uh specifically associated with being from an indian culture but i think it definitely plays a big role um it you know it it tells you to keep failures quiet looks down on you when you're not where you should be and only uplifts you when you are and and again this was maybe just like the people or the thought process i was accustomed to but over time it is toxic not not pinpointing any one person or um anything like that but i think um that's how i felt right regardless of what anything has ever said or um what the intended action was that's how i felt right so i i just removed myself i i basically acquainted that negativity with the culture and as a result tried everything in my power to stay away from it um and more so for me as a high functioning high performing child you know i was told from a very young age that i was special i was gifted and this was done through whatever testing and so forth and when you you're told this everyone around you views this and views this as is very powerful and any misstep you make is failure externally right um and any misstep externally you know i'm talking about like very very small things that 10 years ago made a really big difference to me but now absolutely it means absolutely nothing right you know not doing well in a class not doing well in an exam not getting a certain research position so forth and internally failing crushed my ego and this is something i'm going to talk about in a future podcast um basically the unlinearity of my professional career but you know getting back to the point um failing crushed my sense of purpose i knew i knew exactly what i wanted to do career wise from a very young age um that sentiment still stands today but failing externally meant i was failing internally it, cr- it crushed my ego it crushed my sense of purpose and my confidence in my and mental health you know as a result also declined so at my, when i was at my lowest lows 
I almost resented the community and culture that I, I come from because I did not feel as though I had the sustainable emotional support system that was essential to me. What would I really, really needed at that point, right? And that's not true at all. You know, my, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed to have met people along the way who've really proven to me that that was like a really bullshit way of thinking you can't associate an entire um group of people by how you feel by a certain group of you know a certain individuals per se um so I'm very blessed to have had that but you know th that's how I felt like I did not feel that I had a strong community support system emotional support is not something that we talk about in Indian culture uh, mental health is definitely not something we talk about in Indian culture and that's what I needed right I, I really needed at that I was going through a lot of different things um right at the same time and I needed some sort of um basically just comfort that it was going to be okay right and again still talking a little vaguely now we'll talk about them in the future but that's that's how I associated my culture and that's how I associated my community and you know just kind of going off of that related um now this is not really related to success and failure but a lot of the people I had met or I had grown up with were very very afraid right you know, they were afraid that stepping out of a conservative realm would be, like, it, people would look badly upon them, um, and, you know, these are people my age, these were, um, people I went to school with, and they were very opinionated, and I liked talking to them about certain topics, um, when we were together, like, in a friend group, or within, like, you know, our age range, but, you know, internally they were afraid to kind of push the culture, talk about their belief systems outside. And I felt like because of that, I couldn't be myself completely, right? And I know this is a big part about life. You you really try, you meet people, you're constantly meeting people and you, you're trying to have your tribe. You're trying to build your tribe and, you know, nourish it. And your tribe is filled with people who you can connect with on a very deep level and who you can unapologetically be yourself with right and now looking back on it those weren't my people and I know that now but feeling like I couldn't be my, couldn't be myself you know I had to tone down my personality with certain quote-unquote Indian groups and it caused so much cognitive dissonance for me right like imagine um thinking about something one way having a belief system and then being associated with like a group or you know individual or series of individuals who think completely <laughs> differently which is okay and I, I you know I, you it's impossible to find people who think exactly as you do but I think for a certain extent that that goes by your values and if your values don't align then it's just not healthy for either party so, I mean, all of that together, the community, um, the friendships, people, culture, um, mental health, and um, emotional support, all of those aspects of my life did not feel that they were being satisfied by my Indian culture. So I denounced it all together. And this, I kind of hope, gives you a background of what I was going through, what, what I... Um, 
thought being Indian meant and kind of shifting focus now I, I want to take all that it's a lot of a lot of different things I hope it wasn't a rant but you know me being Karishma might have well just turned into a Karishma rant but now I kind of want to talk about the last element of what I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast and that's gratitude um for the culture right so you're probably thinking you know if you had all these negative experiences what's up like why why are you changing it up to gratitude now and I'm fast forwarding right and there this is because I believe that you have this moment everyone has this moment when you have a change of perspective when something clicks when you have an epiphany when you think differently when you become aware when you hit reflection right of wow I've been looking at this the completely wrong way I have not been looking at the positive impact I've not been looking at the optimistic viewpoint of certain things right and that's what happened to me and that's when everything clicked for me I can pinpoint this to Diwali 2018 very very recently this was two years ago and this was in Barcelona I was with 30 of my friends from my MDRM cohort um, who represented 16 different nationalities and we all got together for quite possibly our only sober activity that entire year. Um, No, that's a lie. We definitely had some more sober activities. But I think being in that program, meeting the people I did, connecting with different cultures really, really allowed me to have this epiphany allowed me to have that moment where everything clicked and I think that's because of a few things right um so first to start off we were celebrating in Barcelona um my two friends Chanel and Shake um are also Indian but you know Chanel, Shake and I all grew up celebrating Diwali but we all come from different Indian cultural backgrounds which I think was was really cool to to learn about to talk to them about um, as I got to know them throughout the year and starting this program I didn't really have any sort of expectation for you know celebrating Diwali connecting with my Indian culture learning more about my culture outside of directly being in it right or how I would feel or how I would um, celebrate any of, the, any of those things. And I think really getting getting to know the two of them um, was was incredible for a lot of things. Two, two of my really good friends, very learned a lot from them. Um, some of the most, two of the most genuine people I've, I've met in my life, but, but besides the point. Um, I think a lot of that, you know, them being there and encouraging the celebration of Diwali most definitely helped but a lot of it really came from being away I was thousands and thousands of miles away from my where my parents live I was in Barcelona quite possibly you know literally like the other side not quite possibly but like literally the other side of the world and I wasn't with within proximity to any of the things that I I grew up with right um and you know sounds super cliche but you miss what you don't have you take for granted things that you were used to and people who have certain habits they just kind of dwindle away if you aren't there to see them or you know aren't there to um 
physically be next to them and me not being home you know i i think that's when homesickness really hit um but it didn't at the same time it was comforting and i'll tell you why but not being home you know you miss the smell of agarbati in the morning something i still try to do um actually that's one thing i really really consciously tried to make a habit um for those that don't know what agarbati is um Hindi it's a translation to incense and something you light when you're when you're doing a prayer and just out of natural habit I I do that every morning um even when um I'm away in fact more consistently when I'm not living at home um just to start my day because of that familiarity because of that um closeness to spirituality it gives me but besides the point it's not the same when you're at home when your mom is lighting it you you know it's just a very fresh smell it gives off this very pleasant aura to you you miss that in the morning you miss the taste of you know sag paneer at night and just like the feeling of home um and and i think it it basically took removing myself completely for me to realize that and really really appreciate and really value where i come from what i was brought up in you know the vibrant vibrant culture the values that my my parents instilled in me which are all associated with the culture and i i absolutely love learning about other cultures meeting new people but this newfound gratitude for coming from this vibrant indian culture has been extremely powerful extremely uplifting and i think all of this is definitely personal development right if i'm if i'm analyzing this correctly um i'm very very proud of where i come from now and i i i think that i'm slowly starting to realize that everything happens for a reason right you you experience life you experience life um with discomfort out of out of your familiarity and only because of that you are allowed to not allowed you you then are able to appreciate what you grew up with what your roots are you know you can you can travel thousands of miles away you can be on the other side of the world but your roots will always be your roots and i think that just having that realization has been really powerful for me and hey um literally also just <laughs> talking about the appreciation of culture um pretty much half of my hype songs are bollywood bro like now i'm just a, a very i used to be a uh a shy undercover bollywood addict now i'm you know i'm pretty much in the open don't get me wrong i love everything else but there's something about some bollywood songs that really get you in your feels or really get you going <laughs> anyways bringing it back bringing it back krishma um i think that this reflection like i said it you it's only it's only possible if um you know it's only possible when you have experiences that shape shape your life the way that um i i've had them shape mine and i think more importantly it's it has to happen when you are in the correct stage of your life with right timing and and cannot stress the last one enough with the right people that allow you to to get to that point right and i think that's definitely personal development definitely maturity and and so forth so um by by um the right people i mean um 
<laughs> wow, I sorry, getting my feels a little bit. Um, I, I'm a strong believer in that people make or break your life experiences, and um, for me, I, I've never really confined that feeling of home to only bloodbound relationships, but but rather by people who make me feel as though I'm with my parents, my sister, and give me that pure blissful familiarity associated with what home is like, right? And people who help me feel at home is my entire tribe, everyone I talk to, everyone who I'm friends with, everyone who I, you know, share my thoughts, my journey, my, um, my struggles, my passions, and um, really, really are involved in my life to that extent. But I think my fellow brownies, <laughs> browns, um, Rashmi, Nil, Sunith, Rahi, Jay, you guys have really helped me hone in on this, um, whether I've talked to you about it or not um pretty sure i am but you you guys really help that process in its entirety and give me that feeling of what home is like so this is a very public podcast thank you and i as a very profound reminder from the beginning um a sentiment that rashmi has told me is embrace every part of who you are and unapologetically be who you are you know don't don't let that change and i think i'd like to basically close off on that thank you guys so much for listening um as always here with you know stories anecdotes thoughts reflections we're always here together to kill it with kb all right see ya till next time